This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good, good. Last time we spoke, uh, we talked about uh, LBJ, which was a great film. Right. And uh, and uh, thanks for doing that, and thanks for taking the time today. You are uh, absolutely coming to the Hanover Theater in beautiful Worcester, Massachusetts, on April sixteenth for a screening of one of the greatest music films of all time, or what some could. <laughs> at this point, it's in its thirty fifth year. Uh, some people, I think, would call this actually an instructional video. Uh, at this point, <laughs> uh, this is Spinal Tap, and uh, yeah, you know, it's funny when I when I was casting for uh for princess bride and i i met with uh, i actually met with sting as possibly playing a part in it and um you know he said he had you know seen the movie like over and over he watches it all he says every time i watch it i said i, I don't know whether to laugh or cry right <laughs> I, I was actually reading something that the edge from you too said that when he watched it he actually cried because he realized how easy uh it would become uh, to become a parody of yourself, and that the, yeah, I know, they, and, and and the craziest thing is, years later, I mean, there's the, you, I don't know if you ever saw this documentary. There was a a group called Anvil. You, yes, you ever remember them? Oh, yes, they're a Canadian group. Yeah, and they 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 uh, they, they did a documentary, and it was called uh, Anvil. The, the story of Anvil. I mean, yes. it's just like... Right. They, it, and, and they actually went to Stonehenge. They actually yeah. did a pilgrimage to yes. Stonehenge. One of my favorite... The, the craziest part is the drummer. The drummer was named Rob Reiner. Yes, yes I was going to say Rob Reiner. A great bees. drummer, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my favorite lines from that Anvil documentary is Rob Reiner talking to uh, someone. They were playing some show in Prague. And he goes, I'll give you... There's three words to describe anvil bad management and i'm thinking that's that had to be made up come on <laughs> well you know when we did when we did the uh, the stonehenge uh, motif you know we had that whole thing with the you know angelica houston thought yeah. it was 18 inches instead right. of 18 feet and and they had we had the dwarfs jump you know running around these little you know this little thing of, of stonehenge the 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 the, the, the uh, you know uh, I I guess Ozzy Osbourne wasn't with them at the time, but Black Sabbath um, was doing a tour, mm-hmm. and literally two weeks before the film came out, they were touring with a Stonehenge motif. <laughs> And they, the film came out two weeks later, and they said, look, they stole it from us. Right. You know, it's yeah. like they think that in two weeks' time, we <laughs> shot, edited, <laughs> released the film. I mean, it was like the perfect dumb rock and roll thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, they even had a dwarf on that tour, I believe. Yeah, they did? So, yeah, they had a dwarf come out in like a cloak and stuff, and and uh, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, oh that was with uh, when they had Ian Gillen from Deep Purple singing for them, and uh, right, right, him right, talking about that. But that's, I think that's, I think to me that's why the film has 
endured for so long is because a lot of the stuff uh, that happens in the film, despite the music industry changing a great deal, a lot of the same stuff still happens, even though it's kind of a yeah. well-oiled machine. Well, we just took point. we took from what we knew. I mean, you know, all these guys were you know played, you know, so yeah. I mean, they'd all played in different bands over the years, and you know, we just took from you know the the uh, guys getting lost backstage was taken right from a Tom Petty <laughs> uh, concert where they got a little high and they couldn't find the stage, and you know, uh, in the middle of uh, you know uh, a tour, and this is a great story because. We had an initial group uh, with a guy named John Sinclair who was playing the keyboards. He didn't eventually wind up, um, but he was playing the keyboards for us. And when we started the film, he said, you know, I don't know what to do. I got an actual job, you know. <laughs> he says, I'm playing for this group called, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, oh, they had an album called oh, it was Uriah Heap. Oh, yeah, Uriah Heap. Yeah. And they had an an album called Abominog oh, or something, yeah. I think that yep. was. And, and they were doing a tour, and then uh, he comes and visits us, you know, right before we started shooting. He says, I can't believe we, we got booked into this military base. Oh, you no. Know, he tells us. <laughs> so we put it right in the film. We put it right in, you know. Yeah. Oh, did they have air traffic control interference in their uh, in their wireless guitar? <laughs> yeah, in the, yeah, in their uh, in the remote pickup to the guitars. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if they did that. That's fantastic. I, you know, yeah. um, it's amazing that uh, the term "spinal tap" has kind of been has become a term, not just the title of a documentary, but it's 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 the constant. Oh, that was a real spinal tap moment. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I guess that would be um, a, a sure sign of of a, a success or, or maybe a great compliment. Well, to yeah, him. I mean, and also, you know, this this goes to eleven. Yeah. This is my my favorite eleven reference. Um, I was at a fundraiser. This is a few years back, and and Elon Musk. Uh, you know, the guy who started Tesla, yeah. he comes in with the first Tesla. Uh, and he says, look at this car. I got this new car. And I had never seen anything. Nobody had, you know, he was had the first one and he drove it in. And he says, here, sit down. I want to show you something. So I got in the car and he said, here, look. And he turned the radio on up and it, and he says, look, and it went up to 11. Are you he kidding had the, me? You know, the, <laughs> he said, I love the movie so much. He put it actually in all the Teslas. That is that the, unbelievable. The, that, the, that the radio went up to 11 and the air conditioning also went up to 11. It's amazing the, the influence of this of this movie, which, you know, at first it didn't really catch on, I guess, because I think what I read was one of the main reasons at first when it was released, people didn't really get it because they thought it was a real band, which I guess is also yeah, no, a compliment we, in itself. Yeah, we we screened it. Uh, we had a screening in Dallas, and I'll never forget because after people just looked at it, didn't know what the hell was going on, and people would come up to me and they said, "Well, I don't understand. Why would you make a movie about a band that that nobody's ever heard of, and and one that's so bad? You know, why don't you make something about the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or something? Why would you make a movie about these guys?" You know? Um, so I, you know, I'm a big fan of hard rock, heavy metal. Uh, the, the WAF where I work is is a hard rock station. You know, I've recently seen uh, Iron Maiden come around, and you know, the Rolling Stones are still touring, and Motley Crue has come back from what they had even signed a contract saying they were never going to come back, but they, of course, they broke that contract. By the way, Motley Crue was the. Uh 
was the uh, you know the inspiration for us putting the umlaut in Spinal Tap. Oh. Of course, we put it over the N, right. which is you <laughs> which know is <laughs> perfect. Right. Uh, you know, perfect. Uh, you know. But all these bands, you know, especially the Stones. Uh, just as they get older, they're still going out there and they're still doing it right. in their 70s. Is there any plan to revisit that with the cast? Um, not so much a reboot, but I guess you could call it a sequel. Maybe they're in an assisted living home. Well, or well you know, Harry, uh, you know, um, Derek, Derek Smalls yes. is, is, uh, is, did an album and, uh, he, what he did a little tour himself. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's his, uh, foray into solo, his solo career. But uh, no, we don't have any plans to do it. But you know, it's like we did it already. You know, it's like we feel like we did this, and and it sits by itself. We did a we did a thing. You know, many years ago they had the you know this. Uh, uh, it was an you know it was a I think it was called uh, Earth. What was it called? I can't remember. It was Al Gore had a whole thing, and it was a big you know uh, awareness for. Uh, oh, was it Live Aid? Was it Live Aid? Was that it? Live Earth. Was it Live Earth? Yeah, I think Live Earth, yeah. And anyway, yeah. and we did, and they did a uh, a performance at Wembley Stadium. And I, um, Ricky Gervais introduced me, uh, who was Marty DeBerge, and I introduced <laughs> them. And they did they did a number, and then they did a, all, all it was like 13 bass players. Yeah. Big Bottom. That's a great. I mean, you video. know, Flea was there from you know from <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we had a, a you know, and we did a video, um, basically, where are they now? And uh, I interviewed. I went back to and found them all, and uh, you know, Michael, you know, uh, uh, Michael McKean, who you know was uh, David St. Hubbins. Mm-hmm. He was working at a uh, a colonic. <laughs> clinic, you know, oh giving God. high colonics. Oh God. And he also was managing a, a, a rap band. And uh, Harry, uh, you know, Derek Smalls was, uh, he was in rehab uh, for uh, computer addiction. He couldn't get off his computer. And uh, Chris worked at a little, he worked at a, at a, at a, a horse ranch, actually, they it was little miniature ponies. Oh, God. They were tiny little ponies, and I said, "Well, what do you do with these?" You know, he says, "Well, I I feed them. I you know I take care." I says, "Well, that's it." He says, "Well, someday I hope to race them." He says, "We found these ponies in this very small area in Peru," and and I said, "Yeah, but if you race them, I would you know even jockeys are, are too big for these ponies. What are you going to do?" He says, "Well, in that same area, there's some very small people, oh and God. we're going to get them to ride these ponies." I mean, that was what we did, and we oh. did it. That was the the idea, and just to show where they were. But that's the last thing we ever did with it. I spoke with uh, John Cleese last week. He's he's kind of doing the same thing with uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He's doing the screening and question and answer. In fact, he's going to be doing that in a couple weeks at the same theater. Oh, good. That good. you're going to be at. He said, um, I said, how's the format going to be? And he said, well, you know, we're going to show the movie, and then his daughter, who's a comedian, is going to moderate. But he's like, he said, you know, I don't want people to ask me, all the typical questions about Monty Python and the history of the film and how it was made and stuff. That's really boring. He actually said he encourages people to ask really incredibly just ridiculous questions and, and to be rude as possible. And I, I was just wondering if there's a question that you would feel good about never hearing 
about Spinal Tap I, I, ever again. I, I don't care. Any question is okay. Okay. You know, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, a lot of people, pe- some people, you know, they know every single line from Spinal Tap, oh, yeah. and some people may be, you know, seeing it for the for only the 87th time. You know, there, may, <laughs> yes. there may be something new they want to learn, you know, but no, I'm fine with it. Whatever they ask is good. And uh, do you think Spinal Tap belongs uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, well, uh, not really, because, you know, you know, maybe if they had... You know, stayed, they had the one big hit, which was Listen to the Flower People. <laughs> and they never really, uh, you know, they never, re- you know, you can't put somebody in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a one-hit wonder. You, guess, you have to yeah. you have to have a consistent career with many, many hits. And so, uh, you know, I don't think you get, uh, just for being the loudest band, I don't think yeah. you get to be uh, in the hall for that, no. All right, and then on a whole other plane, do you think the film should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think it should. Well, the film, you know, the film is actually in the uh, the, the film registry, the U.S. Yes. film registry. It's part of this country's so, history uh, now, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's incredible. I mean, because I've been to the Hall of Fame. I can't remember, you know, the, in Cleveland, I can't remember if do they have a a film section of that i, or I don't no? know because i think of other films you know the the real the 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 actual documentaries like the let's say the last waltz or something like right. that would could would be great in there but just with the influence uh of this well, is I mean, if they Tap. had a film section if they had a section of you know rock and roll films then yeah i mean that that could be certainly uh you know it's funny you mentioned last waltz because you know, I patterned my character sort of after Scorsese. You know, right. he, he put himself in the film and he interviewed <laughs> yeah. them. So that's what I did. And I grew the beard for that, you know, oh, no and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then when he when he saw the film, when he first saw the film, when he, he was like, hey, you know, he was kind of. Yeah, right. Now he's come to love it. He just thinks it's the greatest, you know. Well, I think it's the greatest too. I'm one of those people who's only seen it 87 times, and uh, yeah. and I was in a band, and it's just it's. Oh, you were. Yeah, so it's like you know I don't know if it was like what do they call that um, manifest destiny, like you see the film and yeah. then you join a band and that stuff happens. I don't know if I was we were making it happen because we all love the film or. You know all those. Well, moments. It's, you know it's life imitating art, imitating life, imitating art, oh flying God. up its own ass. My, you know. my head's gonna explode. Um, but yeah. we're. I'm really looking well, forward you to could it. Be a drummer. You could have been. That's a drummer right. For spinal tap. <laughs> That's right. If your head explodes. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And the Hanover Theater in Worcester is a really. It's a beautiful theater. And that's April 16th. And uh, so it'll be the screening first, and then you will do the uh, Q and A section. Yes. And it should be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob Reiner, thank you very much for for taking the time again today. And we'll see you on April 16th in uh, in Worcester. Okay. See you then. All right. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.